You are listening to the She Leads Me podcast, episode number 29 with Brandy Lawson, business advisor and founder of Fiery FX. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. Heather Simpson here, your founder and director of She Leads Me and your host of this podcast, the She Leads Me podcast, which next episode is our final episode of season one. It's a very exciting time for us to be able to wrap up the season, be able to make some shifts, be able to do some different changes and launch our season two this fall. So we are very much looking forward to it. We have some exciting interviews coming up for you in season two and are working really hard to bring more incredible free content for you that you can tap into on your leadership journey. Today, we have a very exciting guest and we're just going to get right to it because we have a very packed episode for you today. We have Brandy Lawson, who is the founder and business advisor of a company that she started called Fiery FX. It's a boutique consulting agency. Her mission is igniting the impact and success of purpose-driven women business owners by making the right digital decisions. Can we all talk about for a second how many different app options there are or different platforms that we have to run our business? And sometimes that drives us crazy. We don't know if we're finding the right things. We invest in something and it feels like the wrong fit, but we've invested so we continue to work. She works with the strategy, technology, business consulting, and metrics. She loves analyzing data. Those are her, that's her specialty. In addition to working with clients at Fiery FX, she is also a mentor for other marketing agencies to grow their businesses. Brandy is a wife, mom, native Montanan, co-host of the Northwest Phoenix WordPress meetup. She loves ridiculous shoes. She captains her own boat on Lake Pleasant, and she never misses an episode of Jeopardy. I promise that this episode is packed full of really incredible information for you today. Please welcome the incredible Brandy Lawson. Brandy, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She Leads You podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. How the heck are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've, I'm looking forward to this conversation because I just, I love what you're about and, and what your audience is looking for. And I just, uh, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Oh, and we're so excited to have you. So let's start with telling our audience, would you mind sharing with them a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? For sure. So I am a business and marketing consultant. I have an agency where or boutique on purpose, meaning we work with just a handful of clients. And I started out doing websites and found that wildly unfulfilling because <laughs> I don't like building stuff that doesn't get results. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most business owners don't actually know what they need from their website. And so that's kind of how we came around to being more of a consultancy and strategy. 
mm. along with doing the marketing. It's like, great. Uh, we can't have a meal to sit down and eat. If there's still spaghetti on walls, we have to have a plan. Right. So that is what I help, help my clients with is when they are ready to really make that move into making more of an impact. Usually they've been successful. They built their business, but they're out of time. They're out of energy and they just, they want a meal to sit down and eat. And so they need a plan. So that's what I help them do is put together a strategic plan and then execute that plan through marketing and then help them. Cause I also love analytics and reporting, which a lot of people don't really love that. Right. <laughs> but figuring out if what we're doing is getting results. That must be so helpful for your clients, not just giving them those strategies, but also showing them like, okay, here's what's actually happening now that we've implemented the strategy. Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, there is, there is an art to it. It is part science, but it is part art. And sometimes like the, I always like to say like the most experienced digital marketer in the world, like could be sitting here doing something and he's going to look stupid next to AB testing. Like we just, sometimes we have to do it to know. Right. Right. Absolutely. So who's the typical client that you work with? Tell us a little bit about the, the demographic that you work with. Yeah. So um, my joy is in helping purpose-driven women achieve the impact and influence that they're after. So they're typically speakers, authors, and coaches. I have had a couple outside of that, but, but they are, my clients have a purpose. They are in business, not to just live a full life and, and be abundant, but also to make a mark on the world. They're trying to make a world a better place in some way, shape or form. And the, the point they need me is when they've gotten to the point where they've achieved some level of success, but they, they haven't made the impact they're trying to make because they just don't have the reach. They haven't, mm -hmm. they haven't figured out how to scale that influence and that impact. And it usually comes down to, we, we all have phases of our business and we build from the ground up in the way that we know how, and we, we bring on the pieces and we kind of are, are building a house without a blueprint. Mm -hmm. And then you've lived in the house long enough to know, Oh, I want four guest bedrooms and I'm going to host big parties and there has to be a basement. <laughs> and then that's the point you need me because we are the, the architect and the general contractor. And we come in and we really get clear on what it is you're looking for. And we look at the house you built and then we make a plan for how to make that house work for what you want. That's so great. And so typically people know what that next level is for them, or is there a lot of discovery work that you guys do to kind of uncover some hidden things they didn't realize that they needed? <laughs> There's a lot of discovery work we do up front, and that's why we start with strategy. And the discovery work, I mean, the thing is, is that we just, it doesn't matter who you are. We cannot see the label from the inside of the bottle. We cannot pierce the bubble without somebody else going, hey, there's a bubble. Why don't we pop it here? It's just this level of perspective that we need, each of us needs in our business, in our lives to, to help us get clarity on what it is we're trying to do. So yes, um, most of that first strategy is, uh, I like to say, here, you, you're gonna, we're gonna do three one-hour sessions and all I need you to do is show up willing because I'm gonna suck on your brain. Like, <laughs> we're just gonna get it all out of there. <laughs> And most of my clients are relieved to be like, oh, you mean I don't have to prepare? And I'm like, I, no, I actually, I don't want you to prepare. I want to get in past all of the armor and other things that you've put up because of, you know, the, the journey you've been. And I need to get past to the gooey center and pull that out so that we can really get clear on what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so in the work that you do with your clients, there's a 
something that you speak to quite often, which is leading the businesses to making the right digital decisions for themselves. Tell us a little bit more about that because there are so many options out there. People that feel like they should do this, they should do that. And and how like overwhelmed of like, how do we even get started? How do we know which decisions are the right? Talk to us a little bit about that and that process that you go through with your clients. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I've affected a a phrase and I actually have started a couple talks with it where I put put a big poop emoji up on the screen and I'm like, (laughs) for right now, from here on, you're going to stop shooting on yourself. You should do this. You should do this. No more shooting on yourself. Put that away. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) And instead... What we're going to do is get clear on what you need. Um, So I think it might be helpful to give you a little bit of background. So I came from a corporate job. Uh, I worked uh, almost, uh, I think it was like 18 years in corporate in technology. And I I live at the intersection of marketing and technology. So I got a marketing degree and I went to C++ coding classes. (laughs) And then when I got into the corporate world, I started working on websites and then I got into product development. So I have managed products, everything from uh, laptop chargers. So I know all about UL certification and, and wattage to software and email. And um, I ran the email service you may have heard of them from GoDaddy and we had 10 plus million accounts and we were making decisions on behalf of those users. So that's sort of what has shaped my approach when it comes to how to define the right digital decisions in your business. And most of us will start with Googling things. I'm like, please, 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 please don't start with Googling it because (laughs) that is actually not going to give you the results you want. Um, Instead, we start in a less intuitive place, which is forget everything you think you know about the solution and let's get really clear on the problem. Mm. What are you trying to solve? What is the real need that you have? And not, the real need you have is not a CRM. The real need you have is uh, you can't keep track of your sales deals. You're forgetting to follow up. Like, let's, like, what is the problem that we are trying to solve? And as soon as you get clear on the problem, then start talking to other people that you know, I can trust about how they are solving that problem. Again, you're not going to ask them what, what, what CRM are you using? You instead would ask, how do you remember to follow up with the clients who have said, you know, call me back in June, or how do you keep track of all of the, the prospects you have? Or what are you using to manage your website? Not like, are you using WordPress? But Again, the way in which we ask the question elicits a different answer. And the way in which we think about it, if we start with a problem first approach as opposed to a solution first approach, you're more likely to get something that actually fits your needs. Because I like to tell my clients, uh, I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is there's a million ways to solve this. And the bad news is there's a million ways to solve this. (laughs) So getting real clear on your needs, the problem that you're trying to solve first And then the other layer there is what does it need to work with? Mm. So typically we'll already have things that we're using. And for me, when it came to solving this particular problem about, oh, okay, I'm now to the point where I've sent out more than uh, 10 emails in the last two weeks um, following up and I'm going to have to remember to do that again, or I need to check in with somebody. Now, intuitively, I know I need some sort of quote unquote CRM, but that I'm like, okay, wait, stand by. Before I get all wrapped up in the terminology, what do I actually need? Well, 
for me, I don't have that many people. I don't have a team that needs to interface with them. Right now, most of my communications are happening out of my Gmail inbox. So it would be really handy to have something there that helped me keep track of my sales. Okay. So then I went out in the world and I found Streak. And it lives in my inbox and manages my pipelines. And now I have, oh, I don't know, seven or eight different pipelines for different either different types of business or speaking out opportunities or podcast outreach or, or the rest of that. And now I do have a team and I can share it with them, but it starts with what problem am I trying to solve? If I started out with, I need a CRM, I probably would have gone off and looked at, I mean, I've had clients looking at Salesforce. No one listening to this podcast needs Salesforce. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And now that we've said it, they're listening on their phones. It's gonna, the ad's going to pop up all over the place, right? <laughs> right. But there's just, we live in an amazing time where there are so many different ways to solve our problems that we cannot start with the solution. We need to start with the, the very specific problem at hand. And then once you get to the point where you know what you need and you know what it needs to work with and you've started to canvas your the people who are in the same context as you. So again, this is not like you figuring out that you need some way to start keeping track of, of the deals you've got going on and you go to your, your, your friend who's still working in corporate doing, you know, sales for them there and you ask them, but that's not the right context. Ask the people in the same context as you what they're using. Um, and then you start to get some ideas. The other thing is, this is a back to once you are there, Still, don't shut on yourself. No should. Oh, well, and this happened. I think the rise of Infusionsoft was about this. <laughs> that everyone's like, oh, well, that's what all the big coaches are using. I should be using Infusionsoft. Oh, my gosh. Like, just want to throw myself off a building. Um, no. <laughs> no. No shutting on yourself. Um, the way to choose, when you get to this far and you're, you've got like two finalists or something that you're choosing from or you're trying things out, pick the one you are going to use. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so important and so key. <laughs> yes. Cause I don't care if I just handed you the, the perfect thing that solves every problem you have. If you're not going to use it for whatever reason you have. And there, we, again, we should on ourselves. Well, that's a dumb reason. I, I just should get over it. Like, mm -hmm. no, don't care. If you are not going to use it, don't pick it. Mm -hmm. Is there a fine balance there between like developing ourselves and our skill set, like as we grow and evolve in business? Um, is there a fine line where it's I I should be more disciplined in these things? So maybe maybe I actually work and develop that, or is that just a is that a hard and fast rule of if you don't do it now, don't implement a system that you don't do already? Is that kind of? Um... Well, first, if should comes into play, then I think that's the answer. Like if, if you're like, well, I should really be, nope, nope, no. Nope. If you have in your mind or for your team been like, we're interested in growing into XYZ or we are interested in developing our systems and this, this works for us now, it will work for us later. That's great. But if mm -hmm. there is like this gut level resistance so for example, um, I run into this a lot with project management tools. Mm. There are, I don't know, literally hundreds and sort of the, the top five are teamwork, Asana, Trello, um, Monday, and I'm sure there's other ones I'm forgetting. Um, there's another one right there. Ah, I can't remember it. Podio. But 
there's like, but each of them works a little bit differently. And I, I, when I was choosing mine, I literally tried, I think eight or 10 again, probably no one should, but I tried them all because I needed one that worked the way that my brain worked. And so I think being really reflective, self-reflective in this moment, um, if you have a team, making sure that you're harnessing the team, because there, you might be at the point in your business where you are not necessarily the day-to-day user of the system. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with some of my clients who have teams in place and the teams are the day-to-day users. Yes, the, the, the person's in there, they're taking direction, they're, they're doing assignments, but they're, they're not living in it. And so if you, if you have high resistance and your team's like, but this is the thing, um, and you can see that they, they, they are the primary user and you're a secondary user, then that's okay. But I would be very careful mm. about the aspirational use because unless it's really close to like, you're like, oh, we're half a step away and we have a clear plan to get there. If you're more than that half a step away with a clear plan, just don't choose it. Got it. So then in your evolution of starting your own business, did you find that Brandy was shitting on herself as well? Did that oh, happen for yeah. you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> so then did you hire somebody to help you with that or have some type of like consulting or, or reach out as you were saying in your process earlier, where you reach out to other people that are doing similar things and asking for their feedback? Yeah. So, um, my shooting was less in the the technology realm because I, I had a framework that I had developed when, when I wasn't personally involved to, Mm -hmm. to use there, but in so many other ways, I, I was shooting on myself and, um, I, it really was outside perspective. So I met my biz BFF, uh, four years ago, she and I happened to meet, uh, we clicked, we at that point didn't know each other very well, but we valued each other's businesses. And so we could talk very frankly about each other's businesses without worrying about hurting each other's feelings. So, you know, the interaction with my biz BFF really helped me started starting to get clarity on where I was not allowing myself to be myself, to be my authentic self, where I was, um, letting a lot of the (laughs) quote unquote trauma from my corporate experience (laughs) really shape (laughs) how I approached uh, my own business and the things that I was avoiding or the uh, masks that I was wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it took, every time I I was like, oh, I just got that layer off. Where did that come from? That's crazy. Why was I wearing that? And then I, then I'd be like, wait, wait, what? There's more? How is there more? Right. <laughs> like a snake shedding skins, just kind right. of trying to get back to who I authentically wanted to show up being and not what I thought I should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so key to have that really important person that you can be really transparent with and that will give you the actual honest feedback and finding somebody like you did that's actually qualified to give you that feedback. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because um, much as as Brene Brown has said, like if they're not in the ring with you, if their feedback's not, not valuable. Right. Cause you don't know where they're coming from. Like if they're maybe not, in, uh, consciously having mm-hmm. ill intention, oh, yeah. that's a thing, right. That, that lives and exists in this world where maybe there's some jealousy or other factors that come in. And so it can kind of sneak into this quote unquote advice that they're giving you, mm-hmm. um, to really kind of like just throw you off track. 
Yeah, I think very, very rarely is it maliciously intended. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, and especially I think as entrepreneurs, we find this with our family and friends, is that those people value our safety above all else. And so they view the thing that we're doing as very risky and right. and fraught with with you know all kinds of pitfalls and why are we doing this? And so but they're not in the arena. Like they're mm-hmm. the they're sitting in the crowd and the audience watching the this go down. So just understanding the perspective they're coming from mm-hmm. and and understanding that everything again friends and family most of the time not always most of the time it's well intentioned mm-hmm. but it's not what you need and right. so finding those people in the arena who are fighting similar fights to your you know taking the the journey and the the epic adventure that you're trying to take you know making sure that they're coming from the same place mm-hmm. how did you go about finding that person for yourself i know oftentimes um we are not in a super small community here but a community small enough that sometimes it's harder for people to try to figure out where else to look to find their person. Mm-hmm. What, how did you go about finding that person for you? And when did you know that that was the right fit? <laughs> well, um, all by accident, like most of the time I'm, I'm more lucky than good. Um, uh, so in the beginning, Oh, my business started when somebody reached out and said, Hey, Brandy, I've got this WordPress site. I think you can help me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can, I can help you. And then, you know, as I got into it more, I needed to learn more about WordPress. So I went to one of the local meetups here in Phoenix. Hmm. I discovered a community Uh, again, totally by accident. I, I actually had no idea what I had stumbled into, but it was super valuable and super powerful, not just from a technical learning perspective, but from understanding what a community can be and how people can interact with each other and really make, really create a culture around a community. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of my first community that I, I stumbled into and then realized, wow, 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 huh, this is crazy. And then same thing with my BizBFF. Like we just happened to meet up. We both had businesses. We both started talking about business. We both um, have a passion for, for seeing other people succeed. So that was helpful. But then... I started to be more intentional. And so then I started to figure out, okay, uh, what is the support that I need now? And where do I think that could come from? So uh, getting out and meeting people. So that's, I think the other thing that we tend to do if we are working from home for clients Mm -hmm. is we isolate Mm -hmm. and we make all the reasons not to go out in the world and meet people or be around people or expose ourselves to the opportunity of meeting people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a so huge epidemic. I, it's a huge, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so bad. Um, but when I went out and did like found networking groups, there's like people meeting up all over for all sorts of reasons. They're online, they're in person. But when I started exposing myself more, then I would meet people. And then I would find, I like to call it like pulling on the, the thread of the sweater. I would find that person and I would pull on that thread and I would find all of the places they were connected. So it, it really is about that network. But mm-hmm. for me, it was thinking about that differently than the way I had thought about it when I was in corporate. Sure. Yeah. Putting the intention behind it, as you said, yes. makes all the difference. Makes all, all the difference. difference. So in the work that you do with women and, or in, sorry, just in your clients in general and circling back around to, uh, those digital decisions that people need to make for themselves. Do you see any co- common 
patterns or places where people get stuck kind of over and over again? Like, is there one necessarily a sticky point or is it different from person to person? Um, there are some usual suspects <laughs> and those tend to be one website platform. Um, because there is such a technical aspect to a website, um, most people will either like DIY all the way, which, you know, God bless a DIYer for, for getting it up and getting it running. But there is a point in time where that is not the best use of your time and you need to find a way to hire out or, you know, bring in an outside expert. And then there are people who, um, you know, go full delegation from the beginning and um, they outsource that decision and a decision gets made for them and then they get stuck with a platform that they don't understand, um, can't use and uh, are just frustrated by. So this, this happens typically with website platforms. Uh, this happens with email automation. Um, I've also seen it happening with shopping cart solutions because a lot of the people who work for implementing those um, know a particular platform and are an expert in that particular platform. And when people come along, that's the platform they implement for them. But that's not always the right choice for the person. Mm. So I, when it comes to technology decisions for your website and your shopping cart and your, your email automation, uh, your marketing automation, um, that's where I think we need to make sure and advocate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Asking, how is this a good fit for my business? Um, who else have you implemented mentioned this for? Um, how is it going to work for my processes? And also, this is especially the reason that I start with strategy first. Because there's a million ways to do anything. And I will not tell you what you need to use without first knowing what it is you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Love that. So really we should probably just start with calling you <laughs> and helping us with that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. At least the clarity on that. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's, there's not necessarily any bad choices, but there are bad fit choices. And mm-hmm. you know, I love WordPress. We use WordPress for most of our clients. There are some clients that don't need WordPress. Mm. They just, they don't, they don't need it. They don't need all the functionality. They don't need, because with great power comes great responsibility. If you have a WordPress site, you have to take care of it. There is maintenance. There are updates. There are things that need to happen on a regular basis that most business owners like start to turn green and crawl under their desk when they're like, what? Oh no, I don't. Super. There are, there are maintenance companies that you know, like there's, we offer something called site pro. There are people to take care of it, but it is an ongoing cost, whether it's your, you and your time or something, someone, you hire someone to do it. Does it make sense for you? Back to that whole return on investment. It, for some of my clients did not make sense. I have built a multilingual site in Weebly because the client need was such that they didn't need WordPress. Mm. So it's, Platforms are not the, the root of all the evil. Like each platform has a place. Knowing what you need so that you get the platform that's going to serve you. And also things change. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell clients when it comes to a website, you got probably about a 24 month window mm-hmm. before some things need to evolve and change. Now it's not always like you need a whole new site every two, two years, but your business has changed and technology has changed. So uh, in 24 months, there are probably going to need to be 
something significant that needs to happen with your online presence to make sure that it's staying up to date, either from a, your business has changed or from a technology has changed perspective. Mm -hmm. So with those changes in technology and just with brand new platforms popping up probably every day, right? How do you you stay on top of those trends and those things as somebody in your position consulting in this space? How do you stay up to date? How do you stay educated in this? Well, uh, first of all, I totally geek out on it. (laughs) It's something. (laughs) So it comes naturally. You want to, you want to seek it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I want to know all the things like currently I'm experimenting with, uh, an AI bot, so an artificial intelligence mm-hmm. bot that her name's Sonia, um, oh. and she looks at my calendar and she dials into all my calls. Oh, and she Hello. takes. So, did she call me today? Um, I don't think she's on. I think we just have the two on, but maybe. Okay. I tried to say hello, Sonia. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to to turn her off for when we don't need her, but she uh, does an audio recording and a transcription of the meeting. And then um, she's on the verge of being able to to take like action items and and other meeting notes. Oh, wow. Yes, I know. It's so much fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And much like with new technology, like there's not a a super use case. Like I would not advocate for my clients to start using Sonya right now, unless there was some, like some really super use case, but I like playing with it and examining the possibilities and understanding what, what is possible with the technology at hand, because then I can see how that goes together. And then I also, I'm seeking out solutions. Like I am so uh, irritated with traditional banking, with what we have for business banking right now. I'm just like, irritated. So I'm, I'm combing all of the fintech solutions out there to find (laughs) the right thing because I have an expectation of how it should work or could work. And, um, I'm looking for the next thing. So it's, it kind of comes very naturally to me, but I, you know, there's some publications I keep up on some, some groups I'm part of, and we're constantly discussing these types of of things at our, I'm a co-host of one of the WordPress meetups now. So we're, we're constantly discussing that and tapping our network to figure out What's new, what's hot, what's next? So with your natural curiosity and seeking out solutions for things that you already have an idea and a knowledge of how you want to work, does that ever lead to your entrepreneurial brain kind of having some squirrel moments of like, I should start this thing or invest in this? That's where I I would go. That's where I I would be like, oh, what about this opportunity? I I naturally have to redirect myself. Shiny object, shiny object. Yes, yes. Uh, I had to unsubscribe from AppSumo because of exactly that reason. Mm. Uh, (laughs) I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, no, no, no. And and again, this kind of comes back to that framework I was talking about earlier about understanding what I need now or what my focus is now in my business gives me that like anchor point to not get super distracted. But yes, it's, it's certainly a danger. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I, um, w- w- I think we all kind of have the tendency to be like, Oh, it's new and shiny. What's over here. Or, or it has this tool will solve all, all of my problems. Well, you and I both know by now, like no tool solves all the problems. <laughs> That's not right. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> constant search. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay. This has been so amazing and informative. We're going to start to wrap up a little bit here and uh, connect people with you so they can get to learn you, learn about 
you more on an individual level, but let's uh, tap into some of the resources that you tap into. What books or resources or or is there anything that has been really key for you in your journey in your entrepreneurial evolution of business? Uh, Yeah. So Brene Brown, when I read her book, Daring Greatly, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. So, so much good stuff there. So much mindset that at that point I felt like I had come a long way with my mindset, but then reading that particularly, she tells a story in there about her daughter at a swim meet and the expectations around that. And, and that she was in, she was in this uh, race that she was basically would be lucky to finish kind of thing and reframing our expectations of when we basically they they came to well what if the goal wasn't to to finish or 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 win what if the goal was just to show up and get in the water and i was like oh mm-hmm. that was on my board for months <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. show up and get in the water that's good <laughs> so i i highly recommend if you haven't read daring greatly brene brown also now has a netflix special out which yes. is a fantastic watch and it talks about some of the things she she talks about in her book which is I can't recommend it enough for, for perspective. It's a great perspective. Excellent. So then another book that really helped me get out of my, um, my PTSD about planning from corporate, because in corporate, we would once a year do like a half day offsite and talk about everything we were going to do for the next year. We do this big, big, big plan. And and then it it got put away and we didn't even look at it. And I thought, what a waste of time. It's so worthless. Yada, yada, yada. Well, so then I didn't plan for like the first, I don't know, seven years of my business. Oh, <laughs> seven years. I figured to say seven months. But no, 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 no. It took really a lot longer you. than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe it was, it's more like five because I, then I read the 12 week year and I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I could, I could just take it 12 weeks at a time. And, and kind of break it down that way. And I, I don't have to be able to predict the future and, and things could change and I can make a plan, but I don't like, I could execute it. But if things change, I change the plan. Oh, I could change. Oh, interesting. So it really helped me wrap my head around a different way to approach planning hmm. um, for my business specifically and, um, and break it down because the other axle I was constantly getting wrapped around is like, yeah, I've got this big hairy goal. I have no idea how to break that down. Like, I don't know how to make that tangible. I want this big hairy thing. And, and then about the time I'm trying to break it down, I'm like squirrel, like, Oh, we'll do anything else. I will clean my office to not have to finish. That. Uh, I'm going to have to check that one out. I have not read that book yet, but that's a lot of what we do in our business planning model that we work on with, with women that come to us and want to create a really effective plan for themselves. We do break it down by quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to have to check that out and get some more inspiration and insight on that. Cool. Okay. So I've got one more book and then a couple other things. So Perfect. Traction. Traction is the book where um, this idea of an entrepreneurial operating system is introduced. And I, I found another community of digital agency owners and um, they talked a lot about some of the elements of this. And when I read the traction book, I was glad that I had the context of how businesses my size were implementing it because the book is really talking about large, larger corporate businesses, but the framework and the elements of the op- entrepreneurial operating system 
are so cool. This was sort of my, okay, now that I'm over my planning hangover, um, and I've, I worked, I used the 12-week year for a while. Now I've started to use the Vision Traction Organizer from Traction, uh, which is part of the entrepreneurial operating system. Also, I'm starting to use their L10 framework in our meetings. And I've just, I'll be joining the, the board of a local organization uh, and running their corporate partner program. And I think I'm going to use that L10 framework there too for me, for effective meetings, because I like having something to guide everyone and that we use our time together efficiently and effectively, especially like, yes, in my business, but especially when you're somewhere where you've got volunteers Mm, Yes, (laughs) and you just like, I get it. We're we're all here. We want the most bang for our buck. We want the most value for our time and we we want to contribute, but we also have constraints. So let's get this done. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that a lot of our corporate listeners are writing that down right now. Like, okay, L10 framework. How do I figure this out? Right? Because all of us everywhere have been in countless meetings that seem to have no direction that go nowhere and <sighs> fabulous tool and piece of advice. Oh, so it's so good. So, so those, those are the books that I, I found really impactful for, for my journey. And then, um, two other resources. Um, one, um, the journaling thing, like I'd heard and heard and heard journaling, gratitude journal, la la la. I'm like, I I sit down with a blank piece of paper and I don't even know what to write, yada, yada. So I, I bought the five minute journal and I was like, okay, five minutes. There's prompts. I can do this five minute journal. And that again, got me into this better habit that I could build from, but it was a great place for, to start. You can buy it on Amazon. I think five minute journal even has their own website where you can buy it there. And it's, it just made it easy for me to get started. Um, stripped away all the excuses I had for not doing it mm-hmm. and sort of broke the seal on that so that I could let, let that tactic and um, benefit of doing that flow in my business. Can I ask you a question about that really quick? Of course. At what point did you, where was the, st- the point that you got from, I should be journaling <laughs> to mm-hmm. actually moving forward and, and purchasing that journal and sticking with it instead of using the um, framework of, you know, I, sh- I should be doing this. Where was that turning point for you to actually take that action to purchase that journal? How did you know that that was something that you actually needed to implement in your life? So I saw the people that were journaling and I saw, and I was like, yeah, wow. And I started talking to them like, oh, so what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I journal. And I journal. And I'm like, I journal. <laughs> So I'm like, well, I'll try it. Like again, what do I have to lose by trying it? Well, pretty much nothing. Um, okay. So I tried it. I'm like, yeah, uh, it, it can't, it, it can't. So then in my head, I'm like, okay, do I really want to try this? Yeah, I want, I want to try this because I see the results people are getting. I, I see the people who are doing this and I, I want what they've got. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to do the work, but how do I make this easy for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, again, sort of removing the, the, shame the stigma of well if i can't do it right i might as well not do it at all um and instead going how can i do this Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I kind of got that from some, I followed Ramit Sethi a lot early in my business. And he would talk about, he's a skinny Indian guy who wanted to get bulk up and he needed to work out, but he would find all the excuses in the morning not to work out. And when he got really, really, really honest with himself, like, what is it? He's like, well, I don't want to go in the other room and get my shoes and, and clothes on. So he, so he started putting them by his bed. He's like, I don't care if it's stupid. I'm going to do what it takes for me to get the results I want. I'm like, okay, well, I don't care if it's stupid. <laughs> I don't care what it takes. What is like the minimum viable way for me to get started? And I'm like, oh, the five minute journal. Okay. I will. It's a, I can't remember. It's like 10 or 15 bucks. It's not more than that. I'm like that and five minutes a day. That feels doable. That mm -hmm. feels easy. I will start there and I'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And it went well. It went well. It went well. I, I stuck to it. I started developing that habit again. It's like that pulling the thread of the sweater or, or finding the puncture point in, in the bubble. It's just like finding that little thing that gets you started. And then I built from there. And, and now I, I have been in the morning. I've got, um, I, then I went to the Panda planner, which had more of a like planning plus journaling kind of thing. Okay. And then I moved to having that on my iPad and then I've moved to expanding on that a little bit with a, like a daily debrief. And now I'm trying to do it at night instead of in the morning, but it's, it's all an evolution. It's all a process. And mm -hmm. if we, for me, I had to really let go of getting caught up of getting it perfect the first time mm -hmm. and take, take the progress over the perfection. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. So journaling, journaling is one of the resources that you've tapped into in mm -hmm. all of this evolution. Yes. And then the last resource I'd love to share is one that um, I can't remember a time I wasn't using. I haven't always been using it, um, but it, it's so ingrained in everything that I do at this point that I, I forget I'm using it. And then about the time I tell somebody else about it, I literally had someone call me last week after I told her about it and be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's super small. It's very seemingly insignificant, but I'm like, okay, I need to tell more people about this. It is a clipboard manager for your computer. So if you copy things and then you paste them and then later you're like, oh, that link, that thing, that thing, a clipboard manager keeps all of that. So you can go back to it. Ah. and also search it that sounds like <laughs> where do i go this is <laughs> it's a free app for windows computers called ditto d-i-t-t-o um if you are using a mac i think there's about two or three just look for clipboard manager there's mac apps Mac had this first basically, and there's several Mac apps and some of them have other features, but clipboard manager is what you're looking for. But for windows ditto, it's free, download it, run it. You will then have access to your clipboard history, um, by, by either right clicking or you can hit control and the like little tilde button to go back in, in time and, and have all your clipboard history. So it, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know how I live without it. And also I've got an iPhone and there's an app called paste P A T P A S T E paste on the iPhone on iOS. Oh, paste also has, I think a Mac OS. Uh, it does the same thing on my phone. So many women are applauding you right now from <laughs> listening on wherever they're in their car, from their offices. They're just like cheering out loud. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> 
You are well. It's, it's again one of those things that I'm like I have no idea how I lived without this, uh, but I am totally reliant on it, and I'm okay with that. Yes, amazing. Oh my gosh, love that. Okay, so to wrap up, what would be the the three tips of business advice that you would have for our audience? And we have a mixture here. We have a mixture of people that are in more like that corporate style type job, and then we have the entrepreneurs that either run teams of people or businesses, what would be your top three tips of advice for these women? So my first tip is, is the one thing <clears throat> that if I could go back, I would have done differently. And that is I would have found my community sooner. Mm. When I started my business, well, when I figured out that my business had started and I was going to run it, um, I'm like, well, <laughs> I've got this. My parents were entrepreneurs. I've done, I've run business divisions. I I've had my side hustle for a while. I have an MBA, I have a marketing degree. How do I not have this? I did not have it. Not one little bit. I needed a community of people. So, um, I always like to say, uh, the, the ride that we're on don't ride alone. Mm -hmm. It's not any fun. Find your community and the community will, will probably change over time. Uh, so, getting, allowing yourself to be authentic and real and um, candid and sometimes just brutally honest with what you need and then going out and finding that community. Love that. So then the second thing, um, back to kind of the idea of this, this roller coaster ride that we're on is um, riding your ride. Uh, this, this is also the release, the shooting on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, the more I allowed myself to really be who I was and want what I wanted and go out into the world as, as me. Um, I was sad that I hadn't found that in corporate. Uh, mm. I think my, my journey there might've been much different. Mm. And I also found a lot of joy in defining my own, like releasing everyone else's expectations and allowing myself to get clear about what I wanted. Uh, and that took a lot of work. <laughs> like, uh, I was parading around uh, having adopted a lot of other people's expectations that I did not realize didn't belong to me. And how do you think that corporate experience would have gone differently for you now thinking back and reflecting on that? I probably would have got fired a little bit more, but, um, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. but I probably also would have, um, I would have liked who I was better. I would have liked uh, what I could do better. Um, I wouldn't have played it safe so much, uh, but I think that I, I think there could have been some really amazing things that came from that. And then my final tip is um, I also had to realize that the, the woman who got walked out of her job and started a business and then figured out she had to run the business was not yet the woman capable of having the business she ultimately wanted. Um, I had to upgrade. I had to, I have to constantly be upgrading myself. Mm -hmm. um, Brandy 2019.05.31 is not yet the version who can achieve all the things that Brandy wants for all of 2019. Mm -hmm. I have to keep upgrading myself. I have to keep looking for ways to improve and hone and, and step into, and I can dream, dream big, like dreaming big can be scary. But if I also, when I realized that I could become the person capable of those dreams, I was like, Oh, that's cool. 
That's incredible. Brandy, thank you so much for your time today. I am so excited to introduce you to our audience and have them tune in and listen to all of the great things that you've shared with us today. How can people connect with you from here? Where should they go? Well, Heather, it has been my absolute pleasure. And if people would like to connect with me, they can go to my website, which is fieryfx, that's F-I-E-R-Y-F-X.com. I'm also on Instagram, fieryfx, there. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn. So I'm Brandy Lawson there. You can find me there. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of, of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed the show, would you please do us a favor? Would you mind heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review? It greatly helps us reach other women just like you who are looking to tap into information just like this. Thank you. We really appreciate it.